Franklin? Franklin, can what's you? your mic check? You can hear him purring. <laughs> okay, we love you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. I am so sorry if you are a Transformers person out there. We are not Transformers, Mm -mm. people. I think I saw the first one. It was fine. The first one was good. I love the Transformers ride at Universal. You do. Like, love it. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) You just squeezed your eyes shut the entire time. I had my eyes closed the entire time. Do you remember, though, when it broke mid-ride and they let us go through a second time and you were just like, I I don't want to do this. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to do it again. Like, I can't do it. Did you get off? Yeah. And then you waited Mm -hmm. for us? They let me get off. Yeah. I really thought I was going to get, like, severely motion sick on, like, a 3D ride like that. Uh I was fine. I loved it. Yeah. I want to ride that ride every day for the rest of my life. No. <laughs> You'll pass. I'm all set. I like how we're talking like we just went to Universal. We went to Universal like Again. two years ago. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's still fresh. Whatever. So needless to say, we did not end up going to the theater this week because the new release was Transformers. We decided to do an at-home review of a movie that both of us have really been wanting to check out. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we wanted to check it out because Sydney Sweeney's in it. We and love Sydney Sweeney. We are Euphoria people. Mm-hmm. You got you made me become I a made Euphoria. You a Euphoria person. Yeah. I'm still disturbed by like half of the stuff that I've seen in Euphoria. Like I can't yeah. believe that show was even made. It's but it is addictive. It's like a train wreck that you can't look away from. Yeah, it's kind of like you form a trauma bond. Yeah, like with the characters. <laughs> Almost. It's so. <laughs> it's a lot. It's I'm, intense. I'm still stressed out about whether or not Rue is going to pay back that woman. And we for have the for the suitcase of drugs. And we have to wait until like 2030 to find yeah. out what happens. They're all gonna be like 45 years old by the time they actually film this. They're stressing me out. The whole reason I made you watch Euphoria in the first place is because it was really too much for me Mm -hmm. to process by myself so i needed you to also watch it so that we could process it together Uh uh-huh and now here we are waiting three years to find out what the hell happens to rue it's too much it's too much fix it hbo (laughs) i'm sorry fix it max Max. ew i'm sorry it's hbo yeah max is the worst name period yeah also the new app is kind of ugly the app is ugly (laughs) <laughs> they need to reconsider on their all of their choices. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this movie is on Max, mm-hmm. um, produced by HBO Films, mm-hmm. and it is called Reality, mm-hmm. and it is based on a true life story. Mm-hmm. And not only is it based on a true life story, the words are ripped out of true life like it's Mm -hmm. from a transcript which is pretty crazy Mm -hmm. so it was directed by first-time director and screenwriter tina satter Mm -hmm. who actually wrote the play that this is based on which was called is this a room Uh uh-huh and this is her first time directing a film and Mm -hmm. it's basically just an adaptation of that play sure and that play is an adaptation of an fbi transcript Mm -hmm. very cool idea it is do you want to read the 
synopsis real quick sure a former american intelligence specialist is given the longest sentence for the unauthorized release of government information to the media about russian interference in the 2016 united states elections via an email operation it stars sydney sweeney as reality who is Mm -hmm. the main character and it also stars Josh Hamilton and Marchant Davis as kind of the lead FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Because this is based on a true story that we already know the outcome of. Mm-hmm. And the synopsis just there tells you that she is found guilty and mm-hmm. serves a sentence for releasing these documents. There is no need to do a, a spoiler, non-spoiler section. Sure. So The spoiler is she went to jail. Yeah. So <laughs> the spoiler is she did it. Yeah. Um, and I think the knowledge that she did it actually does change the way you watch it mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. because you are watching somebody kind of figure out their story in real time Mm -hmm. and it's just a very interesting way to do a movie because before I ask your opinion I'm just gonna say this does not really go in the chronological order of she finds the document and then she takes Mm. it and then she sends it this is literally just her being interviewed at her house by two FBI agents while a search warrant is being done on her home Mm -hmm. and it's basically real time Mm -hmm. so yeah Very cool idea. Mm -hmm. Very original. You were the one who found this movie and Uh you were the one that really wanted to watch this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you first, as always, Mm -hmm. how did you like reality? I think I agree with you. It's a very original concept. Mm -hmm. And I think we both, when it started and there was like the slate that it was (laughs) like the original transcript of the FBI interview, we both were like, Oh, we literally at the same time went, huh? Yeah, it was like this cho- <laughs> this choreographed, huh? Huh? <laughs> um, so I think that is really cool because basically, like, it's not scripted. Mm-hmm. I mean, the script is an actual conversation that yeah. happened. That in and of itself, like, might be the first time that's ever been done. Question mark. I I have not seen anything like it, and it's not even really. I mean, it's an adaptation as far as the acting goes, right? But the words. They just used the actual conversation of what happened Mm -hmm. with her and these FBI agents, which is kind of cool. There were parts of it that I felt dragged a little bit. Mm -hmm. But overall, I thought it was a really interesting film. I thought it was really cool. I thought the best part about it was Sydney Sweeney's performance. Yeah. Um, I will say, I don't know that it's what I was expecting it to be. So that might be why I'm not like... You were a little thrown off by the... I didn't know it was going to be like just their conversation. Like Uh I thought it was going to be more about like what happened. I mean, they did. You found out, you know, as it went on, Mm -hmm. what she actually did and how she did it and when she did it and all of that. Right. But I thought it was going to be like more focused on that and less focused on like just this one interview with the FBI. Right. So I felt like I got a little bit bored mm. with it at points because of that. Um, just because the momentum wasn't really there, I felt as yeah. far as watching a movie. But other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it is based in reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and so... Life doesn't move in the beats of a script Mm -hmm. and life doesn't move in three acts. Mm -hmm. And so 
having it just be this straight dialogue ripped from the pages of a transcript is a really huge challenge Mm -hmm. for the director to build a natural three-act movie. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. And I think what she did was she broke it up into beats by section where it was like outside the home, inside the home, inside the back room. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she kind of broke it up based on location, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there were plot points that broke it up. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of the way they moved through the home that changed. Mm -hmm. And so I do agree that there were scenes that felt like they dragged a little bit Mm -hmm. or there were scenes that felt unnecessary. But then I would remind myself like, oh, well, this is a transcript. So this like actually happened. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. cool if you Mm -hmm. think about it. I completely agree with you that Sydney Sweeney was by far the best part. I think she was spectacular. And I I don't know what reality winner who is the... (laughs) Yeah. What a name for a person. What an interesting name. This woman's parents named her Reality Lee Winner. Mm-hmm. What a name. What a name. But I don't know what her voice is like. I don't know if she acts the way that Sydney Sweeney acts. So I can't comment on whether or not she like embodied this sure. woman. For what she gave us, it was a very dynamic performance. And it was very layered, which mm-hmm. I was impressed with because the script is so dry. Yeah, it's dry, but it's also, you know, we're not getting backstory. We don't have that typical information that we would get about a character. Mm -hmm. But I thought what was really interesting was just her delivery of the script, the way she emphasized certain things, the way she backed off during certain moments. You could really get a sense of who this person was Mm -hmm. without having all of that backstory. Mm -hmm. You know, we get the little pieces of like, she does CrossFit and she's a Mm -hmm. yoga instructor and... She hates Fox News. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we get within the script little hints of who she is. Mm -hmm. But I think Sydney Sweeney really pulled the character together and built this human being that we kind of like fully understand in an hour and 23 minutes, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. Yeah. And I think another thing that the director did that was really helpful that she probably could not have done in the play was having like flashbacks. Uh Uh-huh. Those parts were like the most exciting parts to me because the flashbacks were all the moments leading up to what she did Mm -hmm. and kind of showing us how she did it and what that looked like and I thought that was really interesting and that is something that you really can only do in a in a film like you wouldn't really I I can't see how that would translate in a play so I think using those moments was also really helpful to kind of break it up Mm -hmm. even like having the dialogue sort of like voiced over some of those moments was cool right just because basically she used this transcript to tell us the entire story from beginning to end of Mm -hmm. what she did what happened to her and how she got convicted and went to jail yeah (laughs) it's really crazy Mm -hmm. and i also think the script being a direct transcript also made me forgive certain Mm. issues Mm -hmm. i guess i would say like some certain either some moments some beats some weird lines that people would say Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second, this is what they actually said. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to forgive the screenwriting a little bit because it really isn't screenwriting. It seemed like they tried to match tone pretty specifically too. And I have to say, if that one older white FBI agent is really like that in real life, he is fucking creepy. 
Yeah. Did you get like weird like sexual energy from him? Yes. Saying like kind of suggestive things to her yeah. like in a weird way. And like the spacing like yeah between the two which you know for a fact like if they had the recording you could probably hear when they got pretty close to her mm-hmm. because the recording was on him uh-huh. i believe the, yeah. the white guy he had it on him can we look up what the what the detectives names are so we're not yes. saying the white guy the, the white guy and the black guy <laughs> um agent garrick and agent taylor so garrick old white guy taylor younger black guy okay the recording device i believe was on garrick and so Mm -hmm. it would be interesting to hear the full recording because i'm sure you would get a sense of the spacing between them Mm -hmm. but he got like really awkwardly close to reality and i was like dude you are a freak and it was interesting because it actually within the transcript and even like the direction of the movie the relationship between Garrick and Taylor is that Taylor also thinks Garrick is weird. Oh, 100%. Like a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you are really fucking weird. We get that because he gives like some knowing looks to uh-huh. reality <laughs> a few times. Like, yeah, he's like, weird he'll say stuff or like he'll cough or just like yeah. say weird things and like he would look at reality just kind of like, yeah, this fucking guy. Uh-huh. Going back to it being a transcript, there were some things that I wished they kind of took out Mm -hmm. even though I understand that like it's a really original idea to do a full transcript but the fact that Garrick has a sinus infection and so he's coughing the whole time was so unnecessary that Mm -hmm. it really kind of jarred me every time he would do it I was like why is he coughing and I would try to analyze the cough and then I would think for a split second he's just coughing because he coughed in real life Mm -hmm. whereas in a regular movie you would only put a character coughing for a very specific reason. Right. Like a character wouldn't just cough every five minutes because you wouldn't put that because of audio and editing purposes like it just wouldn't happen it just wouldn't happen so there were things that I was like I don't I was torn as to whether or not I liked the way that it was so pure to Mm -hmm. the transcript and I think the cough was like a really good example of that where I was just like it added nothing to the story Mm -hmm. and he just like offside was just like oh sorry I have a sinus infection which in real life you would say that in real life you'd just be like sorry like I'm coughing so much I have a sinus infection right so it definitely did not play like your average film Mm -mm. for sure I will say what was really successful though was beyond Sydney Sweeney's performance I thought the direction Mm-hmm. was really really strong and mm-hmm. you can tell that she has a background in plays uh-huh. it felt like they were moving around a stage almost mm-hmm. and when they end up in this back room which is this empty room that reality has in her house it really felt like you were in almost like a black box theater mm-hmm. it it was just this cleared out space there was nothing but a dog kennel in mm-hmm. the entire room and so really all you had was these three actors mm-hmm. and the space that they take up and the way she, you know, worked with the cinematographer and like placing the camera mm-hmm. and the way she worked with the actors kind of pacing around the room and when they approach reality and when they back off and when reality mm-hmm. sits down and just all those moments I thought were really, really strong mm-hmm. and really effectively built tension to the point that like I felt like I was being interviewed by the FBI. Yeah. Like I was like panicking for her. No, same. <laughs> I I felt like my chest hurt like, yeah. the entire time because I was just like, oh shit. 
yeah like she (laughs) like for her to effectively build the tension like that Mm -hmm. is really masterful and i think she took on a very challenging project very difficult yeah I mean, this this is huge to yeah. take something like an FBI interview and turn <laughs> yeah. it into a feature film. Uh-huh. That's tough. That's I mean, really that's tough. really tough. And I think when you look at it like that, it's an A plus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really well done. But as far as if you just looked at this just as a film, uh-huh. yeah. I think there's a lot of issues with it. If you're looking for a movie to tell you the full story of reality winner stealing the document sending the document Mm -hmm. being interviewed being arrested being on trial and then being sentenced you're not gonna get it it's not this it's not this and it was funny because right when the movie started I knew that there were going to be like political twists and turns because it was like a espionage movie. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately put the subtitles on for you. Mm -hmm. And first of all, the subtitles on Max are absolutely hideous. Ever since it's changed over to Max. Horrendous. And there's no way to decrease the size of them. Disgusting. We literally turned them on. Both of us screamed, no. No. (laughs) And then turned them off again. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I just have to pay attention. (laughs) I guess I have to pay attention. I know. I'm so sorry. That was maybe part of the other struggle I had because I like actively was trying to really pay close attention, Mm -hmm. which I will say for a political drama, it wasn't too hard to follow. Well, that's what I was going to say was that they don't really go that in depth with everything. Mm -hmm. And so basically all you really need to know about the story is that she took something and shared it. And it was classified. Mm -hmm. They don't even really talk that much about what was discovered in the documents. Mm -hmm. It's it's about Russia hacking into our 2016 election. Russia somehow being involved. And they were. Mm -hmm. And they found out in this document that Mm -hmm. they were involved. And so she basically was just like, the American people should know about this. Mm -hmm. And just on a whim, stuffed this document in her panties and mailed it to an online magazine. Yeah. She was real dumb. (laughs) she she sent it from her address she sent it from like the address it was literally a mailbox next to the yoga studio she teaches at Mm -hmm. and while they're interviewing her (laughs) and they start giving her like little tidbits of information like hey we know this was mailed from augusta georgia Mm -hmm. and there are only like three people in the u.s that would have had access to this document and Mm -hmm. you're one of them and you're the only one that lives in augusta georgia yeah i was just like girl girl (laughs) girly pop you're just she just thought she was doing something good for america and she was she did surely she knew she was gonna get caught she had to have i think she knew i think she she really wasn't that careful no she wasn't at all and i think she didn't feel bad about it no like she the best the best line in the entire thing was at the very end and it was a newscaster saying it was actually i think somebody from the fbi was on the news saying this he said that she said i hate america and they said you don't really mean that she said no no i I do do. (laughs) (laughs) what a queen like i don't think she felt remorseful at all yeah but i do think it's interesting because if she thought she was gonna get caught this Mm -hmm. is all just conjecture because i really don't know how she this was not portrayed in the movie right if she thought she was going to get caught Mm -hmm. and if she did not have remorse Mm -hmm. why did she do this whole song and dance she did 
about not doing it. I think she just thought you couldn't prove that she was the one that mailed it. Uh Uh-huh. She's obviously very intelligent from Mm -hmm. like a language perspective. Mm -hmm. She knows like four languages. Like Mm -hmm. her, the reason why she has such high clearance was because she was a translator for like Middle Eastern languages. Mm -hmm. And she was, her entire job was just translating Iranian documents. Mm And because she was translating that stuff, she has like, what, what, didn't they say she has like one of the highest, one of the highest clearances? Yeah. And so she would just like occasionally kind of snoop around and see what, which like, I gotta be honest. If I had a high clearance, I would, hell yeah. You know, you would. I'd be on that shit. The pulse, is that what it was called? You are never allowed to have a clearance because you would snoop so bad. I would read every document. But the difference between like, me and reality okay. is aliens. I wouldn't share that with anyone. No. Because I love secrets. Yeah. I love holding people's secrets for them. <laughs> so I would just hold all of America's secrets in my heart, but I would definitely look them up. Yeah. You I'd would know if there were aliens. A hundred percent. Listen, though. I mean, I, I got to admit, like, she is a very likable character. Mm-hmm. She has a really funny sense of humor. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a weird girl. You know, kind of odd. She's kind of an odd duck. And I think that's endearing. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to root for her because, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I are obviously two liberal people and we also hate Fox News Uh and we would like information like this to be public. And we Mm -hmm. are very pro the American people knowing what the fuck is actually going on. Uh I think most people are. Yeah. When you think about it. When you actually think (laughs) about it, I think both sides want to know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. So I think we found ourselves or at least I know I did kind of rooting for her like I wanted her to get away with it <laughs> but like I knew she wasn't going to sure. because I knew yeah the they outcome. already caught her before she even yeah. knew but what's interesting is that you could almost get a sense that the FBI agents themselves didn't really think it was that serious yeah like they knew they had to investigate her mm-hmm. and they knew it was their job to arrest her mm-hmm. and they were excited to get that confession basically like at one point agent garrick like makes eye contact with another fbi agent after her confession he Mm -hmm. winks at him like i got it and so for them you can tell that it's more about getting their job done Mm -hmm. more so than it is actually that they feel like this was something wrong to do i kind of agree you know it was just kind of like okay like we have to do this yeah it wasn't like a sense of urgency really (laughs) like it was not how you see interrogations Mm -hmm. portrayed usually on film and tv where it's like we know you did it you Uh have to tell us everything and here's what we know and they like lay all the shit out like it was very casual it was casual but it was tense in the way of you knew she was digging a hole for herself Uh every time she would try to lie Mm -hmm. and so you were just like oh my god oh my god oh my god how is she gonna get out of this how is she gonna get out of this even after she confesses to this crime which is like a federal offense Mm -hmm. it's like a felony it's like espionage it's literally espionage yeah (laughs) They have this whole joke scene, which happens obviously in real life, Mm -hmm. where Taylor and another FBI agent who's unnamed are in the room with her talking about how fat her cat is. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, my God, like, he's so fat. Like, blah, blah, blah. 
And you can tell that they could care less about this. Right. Like they're just like, yeah, whatever. Like we, we kind of sure. have to interview you and arrest you. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, reality is fucking panicking. She's like crying she- and like <laughs> dying inside. She's like yeah. disassociating. But it is funny, though, because when they start joking with her about how fat her cat is, she like breaks out of yeah. it a little bit and starts like joking around. So it was very interesting seeing this whole thing play out from the perspective that these agents kind of seemed to like her. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem like they really thought what she did was like that horrible. Like mm-hmm. they kept saying like, dude, d- like you just made a mistake. Like right. you just like in the heat of the moment, you made a decision. It mm-hmm. was bad. You know, we know you did it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like this. You betrayed the American people. And like and you've like put all of our civilians at risk no, and like they, all of these things. It's like, it's like take it that we seriously. all already knew that Russia was involved. Right. OK. Like and she kind of said that like she was like, y'all, this has already been like contested back and forth yep. on the news so many times. And she was like, I just wanted to be done yeah. hearing about it. She was like, I was so sick of them always constantly talking about whether or not they did or didn't. And she was like, I just wanted to tell everybody look we already fucking know they did yeah and it's like that's so relatable though (laughs) because i think we all have gotten to that point about so many things in the media that it's just like okay literally just figure out which one it is and tell us when you've got it figured out right and i think most of america has just given up on watching the news at this point yeah because (laughs) none of it is completely factual Uh or helpful or productive and it's just like you know what if i knew the answer to something that was constantly being argued back and forth on tv i probably would send it out too yeah because i would just be like enough is enough she kept saying over and over again like listen like i'm trying to get deployed like i want to go back overseas Mm -hmm. i want to keep my security clearance Mm -hmm. she was like i wasn't trying to do this like big act of espionage like i wasn't trying to become a spy she even said like i yeah. wasn't trying to be snowden yeah like, she was yeah she yeah. was like i wasn't trying to be snowden and i think they realized that like the both, yeah they were like we know yeah they were like yeah dude like <laughs> we know you're not trying to be snowden mm-hmm. and so it's just a really interesting case and it was a really interesting watch especially again knowing that it was reality which mm-hmm. what a play on words what yeah. a, that's a better name than is this a room definitely like way much better. better name yeah step up tina yeah way great. to go <laughs> tina you've come a long way tina since 2019 when you teen. wrote the play yeah yeah go girl all right well what's your popcorn score it's a medium for medium. me yeah yeah i think just because there were parts of it like we've said that kind of struggled a little bit but mm-hmm. again not at no fault of the directors yeah i think just for for her, what she accomplished as a director yeah. and a writer, she gets a large popcorn. Yeah. And Sydney Sweeney gets a large popcorn. Yep. But the film as a whole, for me, is a medium. I would also agree that it's a medium. There were some weird things that I wasn't necessarily super into. Like, the one thing I didn't mention is that anytime there was something redacted oh. um, in the transcript, they would do this weird, like computer glitch thing Mm -hmm. where like the person would glitch out and disappear Mm -hmm. and it was a little like spider versey it was a little gimmicky and it felt out of place i was gonna say it didn't fit with what was happening i thought they could have just done 
like an underwater muted yeah you know where like the and maybe like they faded a little bit yeah like maybe just like the focus went out a little bit and like you couldn't quite make out what they were saying and then it came back that would have made so much more sense the glitch was weird no it was like they were trying to make it high tech because she downloaded a document but like it wasn't high tech Mm -mm. like she printed something off at her desk and stuck it in her underwear like this isn't a hacker no this This is is, like she said she's not snowden she's not snowden and so i did not like that but overall the direction was really good the tension was built it was really interesting Mm -hmm. again sydney sweeney was really fun to watch and it's a very solid medium for me definitely i have to say though that the number one thing that i related to reality the most was during her entire investigation and interrogation she was just focused on her animals. And I was mm-hmm. like, girl, same. Like, yes. if the FBI came to interview me, I'd be like, where's Franklin? Yeah. He's going to kill you all. <laughs> Ella's going to bark at you. Yes. This isn't going to be good. Like, I was like a thousand percent on her side with yeah. the animal stuff. Because they kept going in and out. And she's like, can I put my cat up, please? <laughs> yeah. She's like, can we please keep the door closed so my cat doesn't get away? I know. And it was so sweet when she was like, are you guys going to arrest me? Because I really need to figure out what to do with my pets. And yeah. I was like, girl. <laughs> I know. I would do the exact same me thing. Too. I was really thankful right at the end. I was like, man, I'm so glad I'll never get arrested for espionage. Because like, <laughs> I would really miss my animals. <laughs> Things we'll never have to worry about. Yeah, things will uh, always. You know be what's okay so funny? About. I actually had the. I didn't have the thought about espionage, but I was just like, "Wow, I'm so relieved that this will never happen to me. <laughs> like the FBI will never show up at my house. Yeah, it's a great feeling. <laughs> Huge relief." <laughs> <laughs> That does it for us. We are going to take a little bit of a break because Caitlin will be going out of town. This crazy summer situation yeah, happening. It's a lot of, you know, just summer activities. Yeah, summer activities. But that's why we're releasing this Monday because you'll be out of town this week mm-hmm. and we won't be able to go. I'll probably catch a movie. Maybe I'll post a written review of something yeah. I see this weekend. I'll be by myself for four days. Oh my God. I don't, we're scared. I'm not going to be okay. It's all right. I'll make it through. I'll go to the movies. Maybe I'll post a little something, something. There you go. But our next actual episode will be June 23rd and it will be a Friday. So we hope to see you then. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. Bye.